In order for us to meet net zero by 2050 and knowing that the world depends on electrification and this growing electricity need, we know that it must be、uh, powered by clean energy. And knowing that solar is also a central piece, this was the inspiration for us to accelerate solar deployments. Welcome to Electric Perspectives, a podcast that explores how America's electric companies are working to deliver the reliable, affordable, secure, and clean energy that powers our economy and our everyday lives. This show is brought to you by EEI, the Edison Electric Institute, which represents all U.S. investor owned electric companies. I'm your host, Brian Real. EEI's member companies are always finding innovative new ways to help their employees work safely and more efficiently. As they move toward a cleaner energy future, they also are finding ways to use these innovations to accelerate the deployment of clean energy. In December, the AES Corporation announced its launch of Atlas, a first of its kind solar installation robot that makes it faster, more efficient, and safer to construct new solar facilities. Today, we are joined by Chris Shelton, president of AES Next and AES manager of solar automation, Dizzy Yumiyasami, who both will discuss this innovative technology and how it will help AES further advance its solar energy capabilities. Chris and Dizzy, welcome to the show. Hello, very excited to be here. Hi, thanks for having us here today. Great. So, Chris, for those who aren't familiar with AES Corporation, can you talk a bit about the size of the company and some of its divisions and how many countries you operate in? Sure. Yes.、Uh, we, as a company, are focused on primarily on electricity activities,、uh, and、uh, we're growing rapidly in、uh, renewable energy. So, this past year, we、uh, Signed 5,000 megawatts of contracts with customers for new renewable energy solutions.、Uh, some of those are advanced,、uh, you know, very high quality sales of 24/7 solutions. But we're showing this very high growth rate.、Um, we're growing primarily in the U.S.,、uh, you know, so the majority of our our sales are in the United States. But we do operate in 12 countries, mostly in the Western Hemisphere. Um, and we, we across our business, we have some traditional power plants. We have、um, solar and wind and battery solutions, hydro, as well as、uh, some natural gas facilities and utility companies.、Uh, so it's quite a range, but mostly focused on electricity. And vast majority of the growth is from clean energy solutions,、uh, with over ninety percent of our investment going to that now. We're recently have been recognized as leading with commercial industrial clients,、uh, and particularly in the data center segment, where we've announced some、uh, groundbreaking work that we've done with Google and with Microsoft on those twenty four seven solutions that I mentioned.、Um, as a company, our purpose is accelerating the future of energy together, and and the together part is very important to us. We think. Um, we've never seen more commitment around、um, decarbonization and the energy transition than we than we saw coming out of COP26.、Um, we think this is a, a great sign. We have never also seen such an alignment that electricity will be central to that energy transition. And within electricity, wind, solar, and battery in particular, and within that group, the importance of solar. 
Um, and we're going to talk today about solar. So, you know, that's how we see it. That's the framework. And then lastly, that the whole idea of together for us is, is so important because it allows us to scale. If, if, if we have single actors do amazing things, that'll be very exciting. But if we don't all drive change at scale for the whole planet, we're not going to achieve that the energy transition uh, effectively enough to solve the climate challenge. So that's how we're focused as a company. So as you're moving forward with the deployment of new solar energy installations, I would mentioned in the intro here, a new robot called Atlas. So um, Deezy, can you talk us a little bit about what drove the need for this robot and kind of how long it took to develop it for this application? Sure. As you had one of your episodes, EI covered COP26, as, as Chris was also sharing, in order for us to meet net zero by 2050, and knowing that the world depends on electrification and this growing electricity need, we know that it must be uh, powered by clean energy. And knowing that solar is also a central piece, this was the inspiration for us to accelerate solar deployments. So this is really the key for us to get there. And we also see these market trends happening of solar modules getting not only bigger in physical size, but also heavier. So this traditional approach is becoming riskier, not only for construction works, workers, but also for the panel to be successfully installed with, with efficiency. So combining all of this inspiration, but also um, the fact that there's more advancements in robotics, AI, computer vision, that all made it possible for us to automate tasks that just a few years ago was not possible to be done efficiently. Ultimately, this is a multi-year program that we started more than three years ago, and we finally successfully launched Atlas last year. And then, Chris, so you partnered with Cavalry Robotics. So is this, is this common for AES to be working with other industry partners to develop these sort of solutions? Yes, I, I, I think whenever we take on uh, an opportunity to innovate, we always want to bring in capabilities uh, from from others uh, in a, in the appropriate way you know but what we what we focus on is making sure it, and and this is how we think about innovation in general that AES is really bringing our industry context and and really you know our industry electricity in general it, because everyone depends on electricity in society has has historically been very conservative and has a lot of, um, you know, process and regulation and around it because of its importance to society. So what we've done at AES is we've taken that context knowledge that we have from the breadth of our business that I already mentioned, and we've tried to combine that whenever possible with entrepreneurship and then also expertise from other industries. So in this case, the entrepreneurship is is still you know inside the company. We we found Daisy, and her interest and experience in robotics, and and she was assigned to this um, opportunity. And she's she's essentially the entrepreneur of, of this work, and we needed the expertise from other industries that was present in Calvary Robotics to to bring those two things together. So so Daisy is is came up through a, a program we call Energy for Talent, 
um, where we, we bring in new people into the company. They go through a two-year process, and then they can be assigned to tasks like this one, which is one of the probably one of the best jobs you know, in our industry, from my perspective, I always tell Daisy that I, I wish I could work on these things all day long, the way, the way she does. But, um, so she, she was assigned here and she's that, like I said, the entrepreneur, and then we bring in, uh, the expertise from third parties. Calvary Robotics has been great. They've done industrial automation for our, a number of industries. And so what we did is we helped, um, and what Daisy in particular did was to take all that context knowledge from our clean energy business and codify it into designs that deliver the outcomes we seek and then challenge Calvary to bring some of the expertise on traditional robotics programs. And then that's how we developed Atlas. So Daisy, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Atlas looks like, uh, how big it might be. And uh, to Chris's point, kind of what are some of the functions that it was developed to carry out? Absolutely. Atlas fits into a 40-foot size of a container. It was very important for us to work from a perspective of knowing that this system is going to be transported um, to multiple solar projects. Atlas is primarily comprised by two robotic arms. One of them, what we call the upper robotic arm, it picks and places photovoltaic solar panels onto the structure. And our system also has this computer vision system that enables Atlas to see the, tra the tracker structure. It calculates its position relative to itself and it figure it out where to place and securely install the module. Um, the other robotic arm um, then finalizes the torquing of the bobtail of a clamp, which then ultimately allows for this complete and full installation of the solar panel. We also designed Atlas to ultimately be um, module and structure um, agnostic. And it was super important for us to have the artificial intelligence built in into the system. So then we can train the system for different trackers and panel combinations. And with this robot, how much faster can a solar facility be built? I've seen a couple of pictures and it looks like it actually is able to have more than one panel on it that it's able to deploy as it goes along. So I, I imagine there's some efficiencies gained there. Exactly, exactly. At the same position, um, we can install with, the, with Atlas, you can install two panels. Um, the way to think about this is on the installation of a single solar utility plant, it is required to install hundreds and thousands of panels. So it goes from staging, placing, and securing the panels onto this what it is a very repetitive and time-consuming process. So Atlas comes in as a tool um, for this installation and it automates all of these repetitive activities. And then ultimately Atlas is installing panels at a half of the time that it currently takes to install one single panel, solar panel. And Chris, I know that safety really is the top priority for our industry, especially for our workforce and customers. So aside from the benefit features, what are some of the other benefits that this technology is providing? Well, yeah. So on speaking first about safety, I, I think, you know, we take that seriously. It's, it's our number one value of our company is, it, and, and that's shared by a lot of our peers in the electricity industry, of course, as you've mentioned. Um, but, for us, it's we think of it as safety and design, right? So uh, a lot of safety programs focus, and this is absolutely critical in our company as well, 
we focus a lot on culture and we focus a lot on process um, because without those, you don't have effective safety programs. But uh, another opportunity that exists when you're innovating, like when you're driving change, like we're doing here, is, is to try to embed more safety into the design. And we don't often get that opportunity, right? The design of a transmission facility doesn't change a lot. But here, this is a great opportunity. We're designing the process of installing. And um, so the benefits on the safety side are, you know, just that removing some of the repetitive stress potential. But also, um, the industry doesn't stand still in terms of the supply chain. So the panels that are coming in are, are bigger and heavier, uh, as Daisy mentioned. And and some of those are going from his, what historically was a two-person job to, you know, under OSHA requirements, potentially needing to be a three-person job if the panels keep getting bigger and heavier. That would be very disruptive to the way that, that solar facilities are built uh, if, if you had to move in that direction. And so Atlas actually helps with that part of it, right? It's a tool that the construction crews can use, can come alongside and, and take on some of this. Um, so another benefit, so, so moving on from the directly the safety piece, another benefit is that the, um, is you can reduce the time. So the time to market can be uh, shorter for projects. So we believe, and, and this is part of the vision that the DAISY has laid out in, in the plan, is as this diffuses into more of our pipeline, then we, we, we can then start to tune the entire process to actually be shorter. Uh, and so that makes us more capital efficient, ultimately, if we achieve that goal. And so the, the, amount, the, the time from when capital is initially deployed to when you start to receive revenue on a project can be, can be shortened. And Daisy, when you're working with Calvary Robotics to design the robot, were there challenges that you encountered or was there robot 1.0 that didn't quite cut the task and you had to go back to the drawing board, those sort of experiences along the way? One of the things that definitely affected Atlas development was COVID. We had some delivery of some parts being delayed. Ultimately, it did affect our um, development and collaboration with um, Calvary. However, we were able to successfully launch the system towards the end of last year. Um, another challenge that we found was that obviously robotic systems are very, a very mature um, technology, but they are both on, onto the floor of a factory and it's um, powered by conventional electrical means. So bringing this to the outdoors environment was quite of a challenge. So we definitely focused our effort on trying to solve for the hard things. One of them was to create this, develop this entire new mobile microgrid for Atlas, because obviously we did not want Atlas to be powered by anything else other than batteries. So this was a, a great challenge, but also a great advancement for the system. And in terms of how many of these you have in the field or are envisioning, do you someday think you'll have a, a fleet of these working on AES developed projects? It's part of our um, work to focus on creating a business. So it's not just uh, an R&D. We have a vision, um, a also an idea of how many megawatts we are going to start installing. So it will require a fleet of robots. 
but we are obviously starting um, right now in the near term with a couple of projects here in the US. Atlas is heading actually next to Dayton, Ohio. And then from there, we are gonna start incorporating that into our um, other projects across, across AS businesses. Now, when this project got underway, Chris, were, this there, were there any concerns from stakeholders that this sort of innovation could displace the clean energy workforce or is it more of a, a value add to the workforce? Yeah, I guess I think we, we've been in an environment where we've been, you know, kind of uh, labor constrained. Uh, and, and I think, so I don't know if, we definitely don't see this as a focus on, on changing any of the labor side uh, in terms of, of the number of people that we need. Um, I, I think this actually results in, you know, the, just like we said, a safer environment and it, it helps us to accelerate. Um, but the demand for renewables is, is in our view, you know, insatiable. So it, it will be constrained for a very long time. <laughs> and so um, our view is just like, uh, this is fo a focus on accelerating it. I think the other important thing is is this is creating jobs, uh, high tech jobs in the U.S. Uh, as well. So it's it's not just um, about you know the safety and the acceleration, but it is actually creating uh, you know the high tech jobs. In this case, they're in New York, uh, where Calvary's based, um, and in our business here in. Uh, the D.C. area and in Colorado and in, in Utah. So across the U.S., our teams that are working on this as well. So I, I guess that's how we we see it. Um, it's an advancement. It accelerates things. It's it's not a, a replacement. We're not we're not focused on it that way. And the business case, as I said, can come from using more efficient panels, getting them deployed faster. Um, and obviously delivering the safety outcomes that we prize. And we know across the economy that there's a lot of competition for talent. So our opportunity to work on these sort of innovative projects actually helping with recruitment as well? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we think so. I mean, like I said, this is one of the most exciting things uh, going. You can see from the name, uh, uh, you know, that we have a high view of the importance of, of what, of what uh, the robot uh, automation solution here is doing, which is, you know, we think it has the potential to hold up the world and uh, by delivering on the promise of solar or, or helping deliver uh, on the promise of solar in a bigger way. Um, so we think that's exciting in our company. We think electricity is exciting. We think innovating electricity is even more exciting. Uh, and so, yeah, no, definitely a big part of how we think about, um, uh, you know, communicating the value proposition of working at AES or working, you know, in, in the field in general. And really as a leading developer of innovative solutions, this Atlas project certainly is exciting, but I, I can't imagine it's the only thing your teams are up to. So are there any other innovations or, or really areas of investment that your, your team is working on these days? Yeah. So as I said, we always look through that lens of, where where are people not getting the full picture of of you know if there's an innovative opportunity that is coming through let's say it's an entrepreneur in a startup where's the value of trying to connect that properly to the context right because the in the 
in the clean tech version one that happened around 2008 to 2010, uh, our view, and we, and we saw this, is that people you know, were, were working somewhat isolated on their ideas and not really recognizing how to diffuse innovations into the electric sector. I think that has changed, started to change with, with, you know, the way companies are approaching it and that's good. And we're seeing more accomplishment by this next, this new wave of, of clean tech. Um, and AES, you know, the way we approach it is to say, we have all of this breadth of experience. We want to drive the change, work with us to bring the context to your innovation. So we do that through a process called AES next and within the AES Next work, we're, we're constantly combining the context and the entrepreneurship in a systematic way. And and the goal of that is to is to realize innovation as platforms, what we would call pillars of the energy transition. Right, taking the combinations of insight and entrepreneurship to produce scalable solutions that drive massive change. And so you, we've talked about solar and the importance of that. We have another investment in a company called 5B that, again, is focused on design. In this case, it's an east-west design prefabricated solution. Um, we think it could, that solution could be like 40% of the solar pipeline could be served with that prefabricated solution. It delivers additional benefits of using less land. So it has the safety and other benefits and the speed benefit, but also uses less land. We, we think land is gonna be increasingly constrained for solar deployment and we wanna maximize solar. So we need to use the land more efficiently. Um, so our, our biggest scaled solution of this type is a company called Fluence, right? Which is the largest market share in the sale of grid scale uh, battery solutions, right? Lithium ion based solutions today. Um, AES developed that by bringing all that context and entrepreneurship together over a 10-year period. We joined forces with Siemens. We spun it out, and now um, Fluence sells in, I believe, like 28 countries today or over 20-some 20, 20 countries. So that is an example of the full picture where these innovations come together. Um, the early days of batteries on the grid were very challenging. A lot of companies didn't didn't make it through that process. And it was because that context was so critical and that gets embedded into companies like Fluence and then it can scale. So we're doing that as well on mobility uh, with a company called Motor um, that, that we were in the process of spinning out into its own startup. So we have a series of these coming, um, again, all through the lens of pillars of the energy transition that build on uh, the proper context. And I think a lot of our listeners probably see these sort of stats, but in 2021, nearly 28 gigawatts of new uh, clean renewables were installed in the U.S. And it sounds like we were pretty close to that again last year with preliminary numbers. And just with those massive amounts of, of new renewables coming online, it's it's great to hear the thinking ahead about potential land use concerns as well as renewables are intermittent. So the applications for batteries to help make them uh, a more valuable resource for the grid and, and kind of a more holistic piece of the, just the resilient clean energy that our companies are able to provide using those resources. Yeah. And, and we essentially, we've done a great job of scaling to this point. 
the vast majority of, of new investment in our sector is going into clean energy, wind and solar and battery. Um, and then you also have the upgrade of the grid itself. You know, the grid's got to keep moving along to, to handle all of this. Um, so we're very focused on that as a, as a problem set right now and how to innovate around that. Um, and so, but, but even with the fast pace we're going today, to hit the net zero by 2050 targets and the 1.5 degrees C of warming goal and, and no higher, we need to go four times more of what we're doing today. So the, we, we talk about acceleration in this discussion. We need to, to quadruple the current growth rate of wind and solar. Uh, and so I think that the nice thing for me is that that is definitely audacious goal for all of us, but it also seems achievable. So it kind of gives you hope and like we could go four times bigger than we're going today. Um, so, so we, we are excited about all of this, a lot more work to do. We need uh, all the smart, motivated, diverse minds to come to the problem and work on it uh, with us. So very exciting. And with all these solar projects that are up and operating, uh, as I understand it, you also obviously need to maintain them, but part of that is washing them and you, you need to be cleaning the glass as well in the cells. And when you're talking about potentially millions of panels being installed, is that something where you've been looking at robotic solutions or otherwise ways or just kind of waiting for mother nature to rain and hoping for the best? <laughs> well, I think it's a little bit of all of the above, I think, but uh, so, yeah, no, definitely an opportunity there to improve. You know, we have a program in our company that's focused on continuous improvement. So in addition to the things we're talking about here, which is building like whole new platforms, we do, you know, take seriously continuous improvement. I would think most of the, you know, the, the EEI companies out there, this is huge, right? Continuous improvement, constantly improving the way electricity is delivered um, and, and produced. So I, I think, we are we have done some of this we have worked with a company called acopia to do some of their advanced cleaning solutions and it's exciting some of those some of those tests can show that you can produce one or two percent more energy uh, from a facility so when you do a big capital investment like that and you can see one or two percent more production that's really important now that that varies by by location right so if in a dustier location you're going to see like that 2% improvement versus the status quo. Um, and, and the reason for that is that the copia stuff and other similar uh, cleaning robots uh, cl can clean every day or every night. Um, and so versus a traditional, like you said, you wait until it rains or uh, you periodically clean. And so that's, so yeah, no, it's exciting where all these technologies are coming. We think robotics as a trend is is one that people should bet on because uh, it's, you know, we're seeing all kinds of improvements on the, the input costs and the technology and the AI. Uh, it's very exciting. That's why we took on Atlas. Uh, we, we, you know, many years ago, we said, let's let's bet on this uh, innovation area because we, we just saw such rapid improvement in the AI and in the robotics. So I guess last question here for Daisy, just what would you say is the most exciting piece of your job or when people ask you what you do for a living, what do you get to say? Absolutely working on what we call the Solar Transformation Designs Program. So 
bringing Atlas to the world, but also working with 5B and all the other companies that we invested in, for me, it's the most exciting thing, nurturing these um, small companies to start growing into a big business. Well, we know that across the industry, there's a lot of work underway to rapidly deploy renewables. So customers clearly are benefiting from these sort of innovations that are helping to really accelerate that process. So thank you both for joining us today and sharing a little bit more about this innovation you've clearly been working hard on. Thank you. Thank you. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening and come back next week to hear more from experts and industry leaders who are talking about the innovative ways electric companies are building a cleaner, smarter, stronger energy future for the customers and communities they serve. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Podbeam, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Electric Perspectives. I'm your host, Brian Real. Thanks for listening.